0: Beep, 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 Special edition working week theme music. <laughs> That's <what I'm> doing. <laughs> there
1: we go. Yeah, dude. All right. Uh, sure. Sure, man. Yes.
0: Now that your pictures in the paper being perfectly admired, and you can't have it, one that you have ever desired. All you got to tell me now is wow, wow. Welcome to The Working Week, folks. (laughs) show about work and its effect on the working class. Uh, With me, as always, is uh, my best buddy and yours, Marvin. Splendid good time.
1: Hi, everybody. You can find me online at Zupsels. That's Z-U-P-Z-L-E-S. And, of course, our magnanimous co-host here, Jorts Authority.
0: A lot of stuff's happened since we last tried to record. It's almost a a secret blessing because uh, um, everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. It's been in the news lately. Yeah, it's folks. pretty hard That's to right. Reward. I'm talking about Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fucking absolute failure of, of all forms of institutionalized governance uh, that has led to, what is it, 4,600 people uh, dead in Puerto Rico? Uh,
1: yeah. N- uh, it's uh, nearing 5,000 uh, altogether. And uh, Puerto Rico, of course, which uh, has the wonderful uh, wonderful distinction of having to pay all of the taxes Uh, to the U.S. government while uh, having none of the benefits of statehood, including infrastructure development, uh, hospital funding, any of that.
0: Yeah, in fact, if you actually are really interested in um, learning about a lot of the different, pretty much all of the different ways that the U.S. government fucks Puerto Rico over uh, before the hurricanes, um, there's a great episode of of Congressional Dish with uh, Jen Briney. Um, that's all on Puerto Rico. It's from about a year ago. Okay. Um, I, uh, it, so it's about a year old. Uh, I want to say it's like episode two forty six or something like that. Uh, anyways, you can find it. You're a big, you're big adults. Um, but Jen Briny, congressional dish, Puerto Rico. It's it's good. And you can get your wrap your no- noodle around it while you're, you know, getting the car washed or whatever dumb dumb tedious shit you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to put a little bit of sauce on the end of that there. Oh man, yeah, a, little,
1: a little fucking completely needless aggression.
0: I really, um, I really want to. Well, I really want to be Captain America, but the I, I'm the Hulk, and everybody knows it. I'm just mad. I'm just fucking mad. I'm fucking mad, dude. I'm fucking mad, y'all. <laughs> let's put a let's put that freak on a leash for a second, because I, I really want to talk about something that's been in the news. Um. <laughs> uh, Woo! So we all know that recently, uh, Roseanne, uh, everybody's favorite TV mom, uh, uh went on, went on Twitter and said something racist and then, uh, ABC, Uh-oh. uh, promptly canceled her show. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, the only reason I bring that up is because, uh, everybody's talked about it and pretty much talked it to death. And, um. It's really, uh, have you seen the the infographic that has the, like, amount of time each network dedicated to the Roseanne story versus the death toll in Puerto Rico, which is, you know, almost 5,000 U.S. citizens have died.
1: Right, and (laughs) not that that should even matter. Not that that should even matter to anyone that they're U.S. citizens particularly. Well, sure, but I mean, like. that's what makes it even more egregious, right? I mean, like, it's. Even when
0: it's your own citizens, it fucking doesn't matter because it's Puerto Rico.
1: Right, and, and at the same time it, it's it's like the Flint thing, you know? They literally oh, yes. still or, don't fuck, have look at Katrina. Clean drinking water.
0: <laughs> you know, Louisiana still hasn't fully recovered from Katrina. Yeah. So there was permanent damage, like generations of damage done to families. Thanks and, to the uh,
1: sloppiness of the US Army Corps of Engineers. Here's to you, boop, boys. Boop, 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 boop. Let us try.
0: Um, okay, so okay, so I wanna un I wanna let that freak off the leash now and get back to that uh topic we were talking about. Uh, so I uh I work in a kennel, right, with dogs, and so so most of the most of the day, what I'm what I'm doing is like um, washing dishes or um, hosing uh, piss and shit or shoveling shit. H-
1: hang on now, you're telling me these dogs get dishes?
0: Yeah, yeah. When it's time to eat,
1: little plates and forks and knives and a little like table with a tablecloth. Yep. and, a, and <laughs> yep. a little and a little Italian guy going No oh, oh. solo mio at the side of the table.
0: Well, have you ever seen that famous picture of um those dogs playing poker? Yeah, it's the yeah, most it's famous like
1: picture of all time It's uh Picasso painted that
0: it's a, it's a uh, uh photographed I think you mean
1: during his blue period
0: yeah during Picasso's blue period he photographed these dogs playing poker uh Which people thought was pretty incredible, but if you came down to my work and watched these dogs spin plates and eat, I mean, have you seen uh, the first Hobbit movie of those terrible Hobbit movies?
1: Actually, yes, and I saw it on Christmas Day, because (laughs) I was in Chicago, I couldn't get back uh, to to this part of Ohio, and uh, yeah, I saw it alone, stoned, in 3D on Christmas Day.
0: Oh my God! So you you saw the Goblin King song in 3D? Yeah, it ruled. (laughs) (laughs) That That movie is like seriously one of the weirdest fucking things. It sucks. It sucks so bad. It's so bad. That chase sequence,
1: the the with the brown wizard or whatever. um, Yeah, Radagast. Yeah, Radagast, Radagast the brown, where he's like chasing the rabbit or whatever in 3D. That was cool,
0: but completely pointless. I've got shit on me face, mate. I'm Radigast, I've, I've got shit, got on, shit me... on me face. I've got
1: shit on me face. That's why they call me <laughs> Redagast the Brown, yeah?
0: Radigast the Brown, yeah? I'm made out of shit, mate. <laughs> uh, Redagast the Brown. He gets to fight the Balrogs <laughs> and come back from the dead and have sex with Kate Blanchett and I've got big bird shit on me face.
1: <laughs> all right, hey, me, my name's Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, I've got a good idea for the movie. It, it's all about Redagast the Brown. And how he gets gets shit on him. He gets shit on him, but he gets to have six.
0: (laughs) We was always, can we was, when we was watching uh, the the Hobbit films, we was wondering, where does shit come from? And so we're going to see. We're going to get to see.
1: It it, it turned out that through our research, uh, the the first of its kind for any film, uh, we found out that shit actually comes from the butt cheeks.
0: Well, we focus tested and discovered that Radagast's shit face actually tested much higher than the rest of the movie. It was a crowd favorite for sure, and this is what these focus groups are for. Yeah. So normal, normally, uh, so where I was going like 15 minutes ago with this. Uh, <laughs> normally, I uh, like hose, pee, and poop, and walk dogs. You know. Yeah. And uh, and do that kind of thing, um, but. Today was really slow, and so I got to uh paint. I was painting uh fences today. And um and it kind of took me back. I was a regular uh, a regular cuck fin out there. And so it took me back to one of my first jobs. I always call it like commercial painting, but it I mean, I was painting residential areas commercially. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> yeah. Using a sprayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um <clears throat> That was one of my, I was 18 when I had that job uh, working mm-hmm. out in Mesa, Arizona. Or you could do a peacock.
1: I love that shit, dude. Yeah, me also, too. I love that we only know what peacocks sound like because of the Simpsons, right? That's great.
0: No, uh, I know what they sound like because um, I actually grew up around them. <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, interestingly enough, I I went to Saguaro Ranch Elementary in Peoria, Arizona, and there is a Saguaro Ranch park right behind it, and that park is um, made up of farmland, I believe, that was donated to the city, and so some of the farm stuff, the buildings are still there, and they have peacocks.
1: Wait, hold on. Is that how you pronounce that word? Saguaro? Saguaro? Really? Yeah. The, like the cac- like the iconic cactus
0: the iconic the iconic saguaro cactus holy shit i would have fucked that up
1: so bad if i if you would have asked me to say it out loud the saguaro never... yeah yeah like sagaro i thought i thought it was like sagaro
0: no it's saguaro
1: oh saguaro that's cool i like that sorry for interrupting i just no, I that's had cool. no idea it's fine
0: actually the the interesting thing is uh saguaro ranch the school and the park uh, are both spelled with an h instead of a g it's, huh. exactly, it's identical otherwise. They, they swapped a G out for an H. I'm guessing it's a misspelling. I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there were always peacocks there. So um, K through 8, or no, I've started going there in like second grade. So second grade through eighth grade, I uh, just constantly heard, <laughs> off in the distance or they'd be close by when you were at the park and stuff.
1: That's really weird. Yeah,
0: and in fact that when I was back in in Peoria recently uh, a couple years ago, I was going to GCC, which is the uh, the community college that's on the other side of the park from the school. So it's basically the same deal. I'm hearing them damn peacocks. That was pretty Grew funny. up hearing hearing choo choos and peacocks, but yeah, an interesting animal to hear. Um,
1: I mean, they're they're not native to North America, right? I mean, they can't be. No, way, they're way too so. colorful for that.
0: Oh, I honestly couldn't tell you where they're from, but they they had them there on the on the park grounds, and they just were you know roam free, just running, walking around, doing their thing. That's cool. Which I think is interesting because they would they didn't leave you know like I mean it's not like the the gates they walk around over by the library and shit huh. you know <laughs> like they're just roaming your neighborhood.
1: That's fun. Yeah, it's cool. Some local color. But uh, we got on this discussion of local color because, speaking of coloring, you were talking about painting that fence and how it was giving you some uh, nostalgia.
0: Yeah, it was just reminding me of this old job I I had painting these uh, residential apartments. The Palms at Mesa apartments, I believe they were called. Palms at Mesa. They were Section 8 housing, um, and uh, everybody in the complex was Latino, and it was fucking... Just awesome! Like people would get off work, and there was a sense of community. Everybody's hanging out, making food together, and all the kids know each other and are playing. That's nice. Yeah, music playing and stuff. You know, as nice as outside, you had a little or some of it was outside. That was the nice thing about it was I had the variety of doing indoor, outdoor. Sometimes they, you know, had uh, somebody would move out, and then you know they had an empty unit that needed to be repainted. So I would just spend a couple of uh, the days in there just painting the whole thing and uh and then i was doing the whole outside a really fun it was back when desert coral was a very popular color so that's that kind of yeah. i'm just like so absolutely exhausted i forgot how physical um painting is and i just had a brush i didn't have rollers or anything yeah. and i was just painting ties we had those um i'm not sure what the the style of fence is called but it is effectively like a ranch fence, which is like a—you've got these cement posts, and then you have these wood, um, these long wood uh, pieces that are called ties, which are kind of, sort of triangular. Sometimes they're round, but they just you know hold the posts together or whatever. Uh, so I just had to paint the ones that had no paint on them, and I did not get done. <laughs> but it, t- it took a long time. I used a lot of paint, and I'm still not done. Uh, and I'm just fucking exhausted. And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, painting uh, is a really infuriating chore.
0: Really? Is it, is it frustrating for you?
1: I, I mean, in a way, because it's like you're just never done. It seems like you know you can spend all day like painting something, <laughs> and you're still like not done with it.
0: Yeah, it can. It's certainly in some jobs some projects can certainly feel that way, but like you do something like an accent. Well, I don't know. I've, I've kind of, my dad used to do it when he was in college. He would paint people's houses um, for for money in the summer. And, uh, and he showed me how to do it when I was a kid. And then, uh, I don't know. I've just kind of always liked it. I find it kind of relaxing. Like it's tiring. It's very tiring. But something about... Um, really like when you're done when you're done with even just a part of a project and you step back at the end of the day and you're like all right i'm done for the day you just look at you can see your progress you can see that you've made a difference that you've done something you know it, it wasn't you're you're in there like a jackhammer you know you're in there with some pressure and afterwards you're not the same you're changed you changed man you fucking you changed, changed dude. Fucking. I wrote in your yearbook, dude, just fucking never change, dude, and to have a good summer, and all you did was fucking have a good summer, dude.
1: Man, what's you got Because you fucking back, changed. You, you fucking, fucking changed, dang changed dude. Bro. I went to Vietnam without you, and you fucking changed, dude. But of course you don't know, man. You wouldn't fucking know. You wouldn't fucking know because you weren't fucking there, man. You weren't fucking there. You weren't...
0: You fucking changed. dude. <laughs> you you fucking i'm fucking sad you changed
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: Street Fight chat moved over to a different app, and I don't like how it works, and it was frustrating to me, and it's not that important to me to have a whole other app and deal with all that. Jorts,
1: it's easy. Do it. Yeah, it's so, so I
0: just, like, I, and, but here's the thing is, like, I'm not missing anything, and yeah, that's true. I haven't had, like, Owen or Kirby or uh, uh, half of those people in my life for, like, the last two or three weeks or something, and, like, it's it's, it's I'm not missing anything. I'm not missing out on anything. It's just, it's... You, so now, my I apply that to like everything. And at Twitter, I'm not, you know, if I miss something that somebody said, you know, it's like, oh well, it's just, it's just posts.
1: It's just posts. But sometimes, folks, posts can have some valuable information and some kernels of truth. This uh, this is uh, being adapted from some posts uh, from a, a longtime friend of mine who I am obviously going to uh, keep nameless here because I don't, uh, for reasons that will become uh, clear uh, in their story, they've given me permission to tell the story on the show, and so that is what we are going to do. There are a number of coffee shops uh, in my area. Um, this person uh, lives in my area as well, so uh, you can take that being me or or them. And uh, they just wanted to talk briefly about uh, an old boss of theirs that they had. An old boss. So uh, they start by saying, I was the very first hire at this cafe. I was offered just a little over $5 an hour under the table, well under minimum wage, and promised I would make an absolute minimum of $20 a day in tips. The most I ever made in a day was about $8. The owner also promised me cash at the end of every shift I worked. To my surprise, my first week of work was considered training, even when I worked alone as he went to pick up groceries, and I was not paid for that entire week without a warning ahead of time that this would be
0: free labor. Yeah, uh, that happened to me with Active Dog. That guy, Eric, hired me, and I did uh, uh, two weeks. um, Well, like, I want to say a total of like five days where I shadowed somebody and just did all the work along with them. And at the end, like, I borrowed my mother-in-law's car and used her gas to get to places to meet up to ride along with the shit. And at the end of the week, he was like, oh, training is unpaid. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Somebody fucking dies. Somebody ought to pee-pee on his car. Yeah, somebody should allegedly pee-pee on his car.
1: So continuing. Some days he would fail to come pay me at the end of my shift. He would just say that he has to get it to me tomorrow. I was was scraping change to eat because I was getting paid almost half of Cleveland's minimum wage so this was not a minor inconvenience Finally, after trying to stick it out and every one of my friends pointing out that I was in a fucked up work situation I quit, albeit without notice because I had a job interview for a coffee shop where I would be paid over minimum wage the next day and I was fed up With the inconsistency And doing the free labor, with all this in mind, when I sent him a text to resign, which would have been a call if he deserved it, I received this text back. And uh, they posted an image of the text that says, uh, actually, it doesn't have to be selfish. You're choosing to be selfish, which is indicative of your selfish nature, something your previous employer and coworkers warned me about. So first of all, I'm going to pause that there and say that I've known this person for a very long time now, probably about seven years or so. Uh... Selfish, doubtful, you know, and other co-workers and employer warning this this guy about about this person uh, also extremely doubtful. Uh, I don't think they've ever left any place in any kind of ill will before. But back to the story.
0: Well, what, uh, can I interject with something really quick? Actually? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that guy can suck my dick.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're going to deal with him in a little moment here. Uh, but getting back to the story. When I tried to tell others about this experience, he told them that I was insane. He has continued to tell his employees that his first hire was, quote, out of her mind, failing to mention that he didn't pay me minimum wage, and at this point, they all make a legal wage. Uh, While I worked for him, I noticed some racial and class bias as well. Little differences in how he would treat non-white customers, as well as telling me to watch out for, quote, bus people, uh, painting those who ride public transit as a threat. Now it's come to my attention that he made fun of an Asian barista at a latte art throwdown and implied that she couldn't speak English. He apologized to the woman, but said if she didn't remove her post about the experience, that he would file a lawsuit against her. He tried calling her boss to tell him about the situation, but the, but her boss only responded in support of his employees, fortunately. His apology was clearly not about feeling resentful over what he had said but only because he didn't want his reputation ruined. Uh, They they finish by saying, do with this information what you will, but know who your money is supporting when you go uh, to these businesses. And here's a fun one. As a a follow-up, she posted, By the way, this is what happened after I called the guy out, along with the girl... Uh, Okay, sorry, let me rephrase this. Um, it, it, the way the way it's written, I, I'm just rephrasing it a little bit. But uh, what, what she continued to say was, uh, "This is what happened uh, when the girl that he racially abused and uh, I called this guy out uh, for you know for you know being a piece of shit." Uh, his his response to uh, that initial uh, public call out of somebody saying like, "Hey, you were being racist to this person." was to write his own, like, it's under an assumed name, but he wrote his own obvious five-star review of his coffee shop. Oh, my God. Classic. Here's what it sounds like. Oh, and by the way, the punctuation uh, spelling all over the place with this. Amazing coffee, amazing atmosphere, and amazing people. And the greatest part, the owner has a following of drug addicts that he kicked out, probably for stealing and just being general drug addicts, but they think coming on here and calling him a racist will make people stop going like everyone in the area doesn't know what a general good guy he is. Ha 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 ha, love you druggies, I hope you all get mental help. And stop selling your bodies, it's sad to see. But I digress, amazingly brewed delicious coffee and amazing people, I love this place.
0: So that's like... Fucking insane!
1: Yeah, that's like deeply unhinged, right? Like that's not, like that's not a
0: fucking. That's a tantrum. That is a child throwing a fucking tantrum. That with is like a, adult tools.
1: <laughs> that is as not mad online as you can possibly be, right? I'm actually just having
0: a nice glass of Pinot Grigio right now.
1: Yeah, dude. I am on the beach. I am uh, telling the cons. I'm showing the concierge your tweets. We're all having a good laugh about it. And yeah, I I yeah, but, but but apparently this this guy would like be real chummy, you know, really really fake with people. And he was always uh, super two-faced about the people that uh he uh interacts with. So if uh if you're in the region, I'm going to say this now and if they tell me not to say the name of the place, we'll bleep it out later. But uh if you are in the uh, greater Cleveland region, uh do not go. Friends, do not go to Coffee, 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 or passengers cafe. Do not go to either of those places to avoid supporting this man.
0: Now, Jesus Christ! I would never go. I would never be caught dead in a fucking coffee shop named Coffee, Coffee, Coffee. No, neither would I. Exclamation points.
1: No, uh, not that I know of. But still, it's a it's, it's a well, shitty it like name. Styled right? like styled
0: like Torah, Torah, Torah? Fucking like plane nice. got a plane on the outside. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah, oh right. my god, that's just so fucking obnoxious. Coffee For, culture is so obnoxious.
1: So, uh, so l- l- let's get down to brass tacks here. This guy, yeah. we see what his crimes are, we've heard what his crimes are. What are we gonna do to this motherfucker? It sounds like somebody needs to get dropped into the motherfucking dunk tank, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna pee and I'm gonna poop in it. It's the dunk tank, but don't take it. Don't take it. Is the dunk tank when you dunk tank it. it's the dunk tank Don't take it. You only adopted the dunk tank. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> bolded by it. No, Mr. Splendid Good Time, <laughs> let's not stand on ceremony.
1: I still haven't seen that movie.
0: Oh, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't I, I was, have to. You don't have to see a th- weird authoritarian Batman who uses guns.
1: To to quote a uh, Boston legend, Dicky Barrett, that's the impression that I get.
0: I've met I met Dicky Barrett. Did I already tell that? Story? <laughs> no, I feel like I told that story no, on this show. No, You've gotta tell I've met me that. Dickie Barrett.
1: <laughs> what what's going on?
0: Okay, so uh, it was 1997, I think.
1: Fucking Hollywood, 1997. George, man. Hollywood shorts with his wild LA stories, man. U C B uh, baby. Baby.
0: U C B baby. Oh, you know what was funny is I listened to a struggle session recently where um Jack uh, Allison was talking about Yeah. Um UCB and coming up in U C B. What they were talking about Donald Glover and it's a really good episode. Friends oh, of the it show is. struggle session. Hop over there, and listen to that jam. It's it's a really good episode and um it's a really good show. Uh, but they were talking about UCB, and and I didn't, um, I wasn't doing UCB when um, when Jack was, but I um, was probably doing it about a year later, and um, and so Donald was still on Community, and he was still, or I think he had maybe just left. I I just remember I used to go see him do this show, um, Shitty Jobs. Actually, it's part of the inspiration for this show. To be honest, is nice. this, this UCB show that uh, he used to do with the other guys from Derek Comedy, um, who were also UCB guys, uh, DC Pearson and Dominic Dierkes. and they would um, they would do this show Shitty Jobs, and they would um, basically ask people uh, from the audience to come up and talk about like their worst job, and then they would improvise scenes uh, based on the story that. This, the you know, the information that they'd gathered from interviewing this person. And, it, you know, they're really funny guys, so it was usually really funny. And, um, and I think that's really where, where, you know, um, thinking critically, I, I had a, a, a pretty, I think I was unemployed at that time, so I had a lot of time on my hands and I was just doing the theater shit and, um, yeah, so it, it, his Jack uh Jack's descriptions of Donald um on that episode are totally totally verifiable by anybody in in the um in the theater from the from their point on like they they really um uh Jack and and guys like Donald really like le- have have a lasting legacy there. Um it's just like neat to see uh and and uh, as far as this show goes uh it's definitely a, a big inspiration for you know bitching about work i, I initially thought that maybe the show should just be getting people on and talking about their worst job but it's just it felt like that was too derivative and I, I i'm a little more interested in how work affects people than just bitching about it that's all well and good but what does it have to do with meeting
1: dicky barrett
0: oh um Dickie Barrett. Why did I get on that tangent of talking about Donald Glover?
1: Because uh, you were talking about U C B.
0: Oh you you brought up U C B. This was actually back in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay. Um I, I went to it was my uh like one of my first concerts. Um my friend had won tickets to and a lunch at uh what was called the damn I think it was that damn show. Uh, Put on by the local radio station, the local alternative radio station, The Edge. Uh, The Edge is that damn show. I think it was 1997. It had a bunch of bands like uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, um, Goldfinger. uh, Just just a ton of mall punk bands and and like ska punk bands, and I think um,
1: Headliner. I think the Offspring
0: played. Yeah, no, really. I think it was like Offspring was the headliner or something like that. It was just one of those big radio festivals. um, And my friend was just Dude, I fucking heart radio, dude. I fucking heart radio. I heart radio, dude. Uh, My friend fucking (laughs) was obsessive about calling into the station when they do these, like, you know, raffle off these prizes or whatever for the show. Yeah. And he won a a lunch uh, for him and a friend uh, with the Bloodhound game. So... (laughs) And so he took me as his friend, so I got to go to the show, and we were just enjoying the concert, and then when Goldfinger got on the stage, um, they hadn't put out that record Hang Ups yet, and they were playing songs off of it, so it was like, oh, you're hearing new Goldfinger, and I had to like leave to go eat, eat uh, with the Bloodhound Gang. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, uh, the Bloodhound Gang, meeting them was really cool. Um, Jimmy Pop is a really funny guy. This one kid who had also obviously won tickets to this um, brought his like mom or his grandma or something, and so Jimmy Pop was just making uh, a bunch of um, uh, oh fuck he was making a bunch of Mother Teresa jokes because I think Mother Teresa had recently passed away, so he was just like being really shitty about (laughs) it. yeah um so that was fun and then i saw while we were back there eating lunch with them i saw the mighty mighty boss tones come in and i specifically saw the guy who just dances and i was like hey that's the guy who just dances from the mighty mighty boss tones. <laughs> and and jimmy pop was like dude you should fucking just go 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 say hi if you want to you know if you want to meet somebody back here just go say hi or whatever just go do whatever who cares and um and I was too nervous, so I was like, "Nah." But then, like, it was all winding down, and like what he had said kind of like w- wore me down, and I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, we we were let out, and nobody was gonna escort us back to uh, the other side of like the backstage area. They were just like, "All right, you're done. You can just you know go and go back out to that area." But nobody, the security wasn't watching us. Nobody, so we just walked over there. So I just walked over to backstage, and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were getting ready to go on, and I got them all to sign. Uh, well, no, I got The Guy Who Dances, Dickie Barrett, and The Bass Player all signed my copy of uh, uh, that Let's one Face record it. with. Yeah, Let's Face It. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Let Me Be was an all-timer of a opening a song for uh angry 12-year-old me. Um,
0: it's the impression that I get. Good shit. But yeah, when I met Dickie, his voice is really like that. That's funny. I was like, "Oh man, I love this record. It's so you know." I was like, "I don't know, fucking uh, fourteen or something." I was just like, "Oh, I love this record. It's so fucking it's great, dude. It's fucking great." And I told the bass player how like I I, I play bass, and I was like, "Oh, I play bass, and I fucking like love love your bass lines. They're so so complex, dude." <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that was in, really into ska because I was into band. I was not into band. I was in band. Yeah. You are a tuba player, band, right? so, Yeah, I was a tuba player. So like, you saw brass players and bands. Like, I mean, the whole reason that I got in into playing brass instruments in the first place is because of that. I think I told this story, a UB40s video for Fools Rush In that they did for the Sliver soundtrack.
1: So what are we going to do to this
0: guy, this uh, short-changing, ignorant,
1: racist, petty motherfucker?
0: I think we should um, replace his hands, okay. right? All right. With a series of complex jars filled with various dangerous chemicals. Okay. Right? So, like his, instead of a hand, he's got like a shelf mm-hmm. uh, with um, a bunch of jars on it. Mm-hmm. And that's like both of his hands. So, if he wants to do anything, you know, he's lifting these fucking weird shelves around with these fucking dangerous jars. Mm-hmm. And maybe we sit him on like a unicycle. Yeah. And we just, like, put him in one of those um, weather machines they have at, like, museums to be like, Well, this is what it's like when it rains. (laughs) And it's just going to blow really fast wind on him or just be really hot. Just random, randomized weather patterns. Constantly hitting him with shit. Yeah, Dick Goddard is going to fuck him up Cleveland style. Since this is
1: a Cleveland guy, hey, I'm a freaking, I'm a Cleveland guy. I sound like I'm a half. Fucking, I'm, I like smoking dope. I'm a Cleveland guy. I sound like I'm half Canadian, half Chicago, and I fucking somewhere in between Canada and Chicago is Cleveland, Cleveland guy. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna take this motherfucker. I'll tell you what I'll, I'll. I'll tell you what I'll do. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be being a petty tyrant, and. uh maligning
0: his you know former employees you know like he probably does in his personal relationships cause he seems like that type well just the fact that he thinks drug use and, and sex work are negative things yeah from, yeah that, that says a lot a square piece of shit classist motherfucker he is
1: yeah right and again also the warning sex about sex work
0: and weed is incredibly cool dude
1: the warning about bus people um I mean okay there are two things I'm gonna do one, ser- one, one that's a little less cartoony and one that's more cartoony First thing I'm going to do is uh, we're going to take his car. We're going to crush it into a cube. He's going to have to ride yeah. the bus uh, for the rest of his life. If it's so fucking awful, then he gets to become the one of the bus people he hates so much. All right. Yeah, Step and he two. shouldn't
0: get that at the regular rate. He should absolutely have to pay a premium. Yeah, right.
1: Like how like veterans like pay less or whatever. He actually has to pay more. He has to pay $3 yeah. to ride the bus each way. No, they will not accept month passes. No, they will not accept day passes. Just you have to pay $3 and only ever take the bus anywhere. Fuck you, And, you and he's not allowed judge.
0: to use the, the ticket terminals. He has to get his ticket from the bus driver every time.
1: What we're really going to do, though, is we're going to find this guy while he's being a petty tyrant. We're going to crouch down behind the counter. We're going to blow a little... A uh, little... <laughs> A little uh, tranquilizer dart, Blow dart right into yeah. him. He's gonna wake up all confused. Oh man, what's going on? Ah, oh, geez, it's cold in here. He wakes up and what's that? He's well, uh, he's in the middle of the queue, but not for a basketball game. Not to see the Cavs face off against the Warriors in the NBA Finals. No, he's he slept through that somehow, and it's it's hockey season again, baby. Minor league hockey, and what's that? The Zamboni. It's getting closer and closer. And we're going to put him under the ice.
0: Nice. Very nice. I like that. That was artful. Yeah, dude. I, mine was stupid. Mine was <laughs> dumb. And shelves with dangerous jars. Stupid. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> you, could, you could do another one. Fucking dumb. We can do as many of these as we want. Uh, okay, so how about... Um, uh... I don't know. God, riding the having to ride the bus. You know what? I think that he should have to ride the bus. He should have to pay more for a ticket. should always have to pay an exact change. And should have to ride on the bike rack on the front.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. That, With his
0: mouth open, right. catching bugs and shit.
1: Right. That's if he doesn't learn his lesson after the first couple of years.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, we could just hook a hose up to one end of the tailpipe and then put the other in, directly in his mouth and duct tape it. Yeah. And then just,
1: just fill him up with pinch, exhaust pinch until he those
0: nostrils closed. Fill
1: him up with exhaust until he floats away Aww. like a big stinky you know
0: balloon. I want to do that, but I don't want to cl- I don't want to pinch his nostrils. I want him to have to breathe through his nose and struggle to breathe with all that exhaust blowing into his mouth. I think that would be more irritating.
1: I want everywhere he goes everywhere he goes, no matter where he is, to be just infested with fruit flies, but only ever when he's there. He should be
0: infested with fruit flies. Yeah.
1: Just he can never get rid of them, no matter how much he showers, no matter... And they're
0: not interested in fruit or anyone else. They're just him. Yeah. (laughs) They just want to crawl on his eyeballs.
1: Constantly, yeah, crawling on him, flying around his head, making him go whenever he tries to talk. To say something racist or condescending to a woman.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I would like. Um, I would like everywhere he goes to just smell like doo doo ass, just a doo doo ass smell, and just fucking you can't. He's fizz facing, but not because he's like having a good time or fucking cool or with it. He's not hyphy at all. He's just fucking fizz facing because <laughs> he literally smells something bad. Yeah, hell yeah. Everybody think everybody's like, "Oh, look at that guy. He's down." And I was like, "No, wait, no. He's not down. He's he's legit throwing the fizz because he's fucking smelling some doo doo ass. That guy's got a lot of flies on him, and he's smelling like doo doo ass. <laughs> <laughs> got him, got his ass. So, what do you think?
1: You think we you think we got, got this goofy?
0: Uh, you know, I think that we've we've at least. Um, splashed them down into some damn doo-doo water.
1: There we go. Some
0: pee-pee doo-doo water. You
1: know what? You know what? Let's flush this turd. And folks, if you want any of us to dunk any of your shitty ex-bosses for any of their naughty behavior, feel free to write us up, workingweekpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up directly, uh, I'm at Zupsels, Z-U-P-Z-L-E-S, on Twitter.
0: And I'm at Jorts Authority, uh, Jorts Authority, yeah, there's no yeah, weird uh, character. Yeah, that's pretty much anything. the only that's way to pretty do that. Easy. And, uh, and, of course, that and of
1: course, you can follow and uh, hit, shoot up the show in the DMs, at working Week show. Uh folks check us out on Patreon. Uh thank you for all of the people who have made this possible. We're getting closer and closer to that sweet sweet live show goal and more importantly, yeah. closer and closer to uh being able to uh buy Jorts something that has a um uh a Phantom Power equipped
0: uh yeah. audio control. Yeah. And and uh also something that's uh got going to send uh, 48 volts to my dick.
1: Which really, I mean, isn't that what we're all here
0: for? <laughs> uh, I got that phantom dick, y'all. Phantom dick, y'all. So, just beating my, just looking at the TL and beat my freaking dick off. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I do. I would just like to put it out there that, um, remember that being a leftist is about as close as you can come to describing your politics to other people. And that squabbling over those petty differences is really—it's uh, a—it's a fucking waste of time, frankly. You're on board with universal health care. You're on board with class warfare. Um, then shut the fuck up about all other other shit. You're—you're you're all being so fucking annoying all the time. You
1: know, it, it leads me to my own personal ethos, and I think we'll just leave it at this. My own personal ethos, as of late, has just been take the pettiness. And save it for the pod, baby.
0: Save it for the pod. Pod save the queen. Ding 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 ding. Ah, I'm an anarchist. Uh, at least that's what I say.
1: I am an antichrist.
0: <laughs> I'm an antichristman.
1: Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Matt. I love Matt. Oh, love Matt.
0: oh. oh. what's this, Matt? Come oh, on the show. what's this? It's a necktie. Oh, oh. 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 oh, Mr. Happy Life's a necktie. Oh, the necktie likes Mister Happy. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Je-
1: ah, genie, you're free. Genie, you're free. I think that'll be what I'm I say go when. i free uh, my genie. I think that'll be what I say when uh, Dick Cheney dies. But anyhow, folks, uh, th- thank you again for uh, for tuning in. Please hit up that Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/WorkingWeekPodcast. Keep this show going, folks. Uh, thanks again to our friends at Struggle Session. And uh, the District Sentinel. And of course, as with every show, thank you very much, Marley. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marley. Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. And thank you very much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, You're all comrades. Love you all. You're all friends. We love you all. And uh, solidarity forever, everyone. I hope that everybody has a wonderful week. And don't forget. Stay agitating.
0: We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old, for the union makes us strong.